Welcome everybody to episode 42 of the Thumbstick Athletes Podcast. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Corey is once again joining us via Skype from New York City, live from Brooklyn. Live from Bushwick. Bushwick. Bushwick, that's right. Somebody asked me the other day, I couldn't remember. It's in Brooklyn, but yeah, town's oh. Bushwick. Wait, Bushwick is a town in Brooklyn? Is Brooklyn well, a borough? Uh, it's an a count. area. Okay, it's a count. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Anyway, uh, our episode for this week is Best of the NES. We're going to be talking about our favorite and as well as the best best of the best for the NES system. Uh, we kind of glossed over like Atari 2600 and some of the older systems, but I have very little experience with any of those, and I'm sure everyone else feels the same, right? Yeah, I will probably, sure. will probably play them quite a bit. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> being by far the youngest. <laughs> uh, teasers. Um, I'm going to be talking about the Secret World beta a little bit later. What else? What's what's everyone going to be teasing? Um, talking about later this ep- later this episode. The only tease I have is I played some of the Walking Dead video game. Yeah, I don't have much. I just uh, played a couple of games on OnLive, mm-hmm. so no, nothing to tease there. Okay, will nothing to tease. Yeah, nothing though. No. Okay, all right. On to nibble bits. Corey, go ahead. Um, well, I will start with, uh, is somebody else doing Bioshock? Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Bioshock Infinite has been delayed to February 26, 2013. Um, According to creative director Ken Levine, he said it's to give the team the time they need for specific tweaks and improvements that will make Infinite into something even more extraordinary. And I guess the rumor is that, um, according to a job posting, they're looking for some sort of engineer that led people to believe that it's online. Yeah. Yeah, multiplayer. Yeah. That uh, is is what's going on. Yeah, I I think part of it too, maybe all the games that are coming out in the fall, if they want to differentiate themselves, you know, and, and maybe have some more buyers come out in the. It would make me more uh, more apt to buy it. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because there's so many other games coming exactly. out in the fall. So. Like kind of like what Kingdoms did. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was just gonna say so. that. Um. Yeah. Uh, EA released the EA Indie Bundle last week, much to the chagrin of a lot of people. Um, EA's Indie Bundle includes Death's Bank, Death's Bank, Thongs of Virtue, Warp, Shank, Shank 2, and Gatling Gears. Mm. A lot um, of shanking and spanking. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of uh, flies in the face of the humble Indie Bundle, which I'm a huge fan of, because EA is anything but Indie. And for them right. to... Corey, yeah, where do you find the humbi- in- humble Indie <laughs> Bundle again? Uh, humbleindiebundle.com. There it is. There you go. I did like Death's Bank, but you're right. It's not an indie game. No, and that's the thing. Like, they're good games, and they were developed by smaller developers. But, yeah. when, you know, when EA publishes them, they're not independent. Right. Um, and I actually wrote a whole article about it, and I think one of you guys tweeted it. I, didn't I did. tweet it. Oh, you tweeted it. Yeah. Uh, uh, I don't know if... I don't know if I tweet. Did I tweet it from the Thumbstick Athletes? I think I, I did. Think, yeah, I think you did. Okay, and I know I personally tweeted it too. So yeah, well, I, I have a lot of. Uh, I don't. That was my doorbell. I don't know if you guys could hear that. Yeah, don't worry about it. I have a lot of thoughts on the matter, but most of them I'll just keep in that article. So if you're interested, go for that. Okay. Uh, Star Wars: The Old Republic lost four hundred thousand subscribers in it for the fourth quarter. I guess it's their fiscal quarter, which goes into March or April or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And that is leading to rumors of a buyout for EA, which is crazy. Wait, EA's yeah, because EA is going to be possibly bought out by a Chinese company. 
Yeah, I forget the name of the company. Me too. Um, but I was I was pretty surprised. You know, I didn't think EA was doing that bad, but I guess they just you know poured so much money into that game and they figured to add subscribers instead of lose them. Yeah. So that was crazy. Yeah. Um, the other one I tweeted earlier in the week was the um, rumors of the Wii U titles. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. the Blockbuster UK listed a bunch of Wii U games. Do you want me to just read off the games that? Yeah. Listed. Yeah. Hit us um, up. Yeah, so these are the rumored games for Wii U, according to this blockbuster list. Uh, Just Dance 4, Killer Freaks from Outer Space, Marvel Super Heroes, Metro Last Light, Monsters Party, New Super Mario Bros. Me, Ninja Gaiden 3, Pikmin, Rabbids Party Land, Raving Rabbids, Raymond Legends, Shield Pose, Splinter Cell 6, Sports Connection, Tekken, Your Shape 2013, and a game just called Zombie. Uh (laughs) There's probably two in there that I'd want to play. Yep. Was Tekken one of them? Yeah. Oh, nice. Tekken was one of them. Yeah. I don't know. Like, Super Mario Brothers, that's always a good one. Right. Um, maybe Pikmin. Yeah, maybe Pikmin. Rayman. Who knows what, who knows what they're going to do with uh, Monster's Party, whatever that is. And <laughs> Is that zombie. like Monster Rancher? Let's just go with it and say, yep, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm it is. Then I'm playing it. I'm fucking playing it. Super excited for the new Monster Rancher game. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's all I got, okay. I think. Oh, I, I did tweet the scandal in the 2K Sports Perfect Game Challenge. Oh, yeah, I didn't get a chance to read that. I guess what's going on is uh, 2K was sponsoring this challenge for, uh, is, it must be 2K12, MLB 2K12. Yeah, yep. they did it last year, too. Yep. Yeah, um, so it's a pretty popular challenge, and the challenge was to throw, I'm not sure exactly on the requirements, but you had to essentially throw a perfect game. And I guess there was a loophole that allowed you to substitute the other team's best players early on in the game. Yeah. Um so you'd be pitching against like guys that have Scrubs. like batting average and not everybody took advantage of it and some of them that did advanced to like pass the qualifying round. And I I guess I don't know if Kotaku like uncovered the story or broke the story or whatever, but um they went to 2K and 2K's like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's not a big deal. Anybody can do it." Which Yes and no, but like at the same time, there's I guess there was like 900 people that successfully did the perfect game, yeah, um, legitimately, yeah, and all of them got nixed because of the few people, you know, some people that cheated, and I'm not sure exactly how they chose the the the, the people who advanced, but yeah. I don't know. O- I just o- thought it was interesting. Yeah, Owen Good from uh, uh, Kotaku was on, or is he from uh, Deadspin maybe? But he was on ESPN Radio talking about it, I guess. Oh, really? Yeah, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, and they were talking about the people in this challenge as if they were, like, celebrities. (laughs) (laughs) Which lets me dream a little bit. They are. They are celebrities. My doorbells keep ringing, so I don't want an answer. I can't even hear it, to be honest with you. All right, Eric. Eric, go ahead. Let me go right ahead there, Dan. Um, My first one is the announcement that Elder Scrolls Online has been confirmed for 2013, mm-hmm. which is exciting, mm-hmm. even though I won't be able to run it on my computer. Yeah, maybe, um, maybe by then you'll be rich and have a new one. Well, and that's the plan, dude. Yeah. Right here, we're going to get rich soon. Yes. Um, it's going to be set a thousand years before Skyrim in uh, Tamriel, and I guess the main bad guy is Moleg Ball. Oh. The Daedric Prince. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. that's my first one. Cool. Let's see, what else have I got here in my little bag of goodies? Uh, Angry Birds has set 1 billion downloads. Did you talk about this last week? No. You, have, you had another figure. I had another it. one, okay. yeah. Yeah, Angry Birds as a whole, not just one of the games, has set uh, 1 billion downloads. 
So, which is crazy. That is crazy. Um, and my last one. This is a show that I recently, one of my friends told me about called Adventure Time. Have any of you watched that? No. You might like it, Dan. I think if anybody here likes it, it'd be you. Okay. It's on Cartoon Network. Um, Adult Swim. Oh. It's just kind of one of those quirky. I like Adult Swim stuff. Yeah, so. you'd probably like it. But they're uh, making a game uh, for Nintendo 3DS for it. So that was my last one. Very nice. Will, go ahead. <clears throat> my first nibble bit is Dead Space 3 is in the works. It's going to take place in a snowbound area, and it's going to feature co-op. Uh, and my next Pluto. One... Pardon? What? Pluto. <laughs> okay. Excuse me? You said snowbound area. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Kingdom Hearts uh, director uh, Tetsuya Nomura says that it's about time Kingdom Hearts comes back to the consoles. Yeah. <clears throat> and my final one is Zynga is taking a French developer to court because it used the name Pyramidville. Is Zynga suing somebody over? Yep. Uh, they <laughs> they said because they have pushed the whole Ville thing in their games, they're taking them to court because they think they'd get confused for a Zynga game. The, but they, Holy uh, shit. They think they own the word Ville, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> Bastards. Well, let's make another game. Okay. And we'll throw Ville on the end. Thumbstick Athletes Ville? Ville, yeah. I like it. I, I like it, too. Good call. Then we can get our action figures going. Then we can get sued by Zynga, too. <laughs> and we can fight them. Mm-hmm. Wrestling match. I like our odds. <coughs> Go ahead. That's all I had. Okay. Uh, South Park, the RPG name leaked on Xbox Live. It'll be called the Stick of Truth, which I like. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a sounds like it's going to be interesting. Uh, despite previous rumors to the contrary, Ro- Rovio and Nokia have said Angry Bird Space is coming to Windows Phone soon, which is good for me because. That way I can have it on my phone and get achievements for it. Right. Yeah, I think I even, as a nibble bit, said that it wasn't coming to Windows Phone not that long ago, but I just read today, I think, that it's coming to Windows Phone. So, nice. Activision has revealed that as of March 31st, they have sold more than 30 million Skylanders figurines, which is crazy. That is crazy. Wow. I still want to play that game. Yeah. I, I keep trying to get the wife to buy it, but to nothing, no avail. nothing yet, yeah. So, anyway, that's all my nibble bits, and that'll be it for the nibble bits segment. Corey, how was your week? Uh, long, I guess. Uh, I was able to have a little more fun than I did the last week. Um, you know, Cinco de Mayo was this past weekend. Oh, so yeah. We ate a bunch of tacos and drank a bunch of beer, and I went to a show. And actually, uh, one of the bands I saw that night is playing the music on our podcast this mm-hmm. week called Team Spirit. So I did that in... Uh, then I yeah on Tuesday I went to the Yankee game which was a home run fest for the most part. They won right and yeah they ended up winning I think five three or something yeah. like that. I got to sit out on the bleachers which I'd never never sat there before. It's a it's a different experience that's for sure. Um and then you know I was just doing my usual looking for a job doing some homework preparing for the podcast. How's mm-hmm. the job hunt going? And not great. Well, the thing is, is I have like a little bit of time before I run out of money. So right now, I'm I've just been like going for the best jobs I possibly can. Uh, and then once it gets down to the wire, I'll start being be, a little less selective. Start digging. Yeah. yeah. So okay. that's how it's been right now. Very nice. Well, 
How was your week? Eh, didn't do a whole lot. Just baseball and school. I haven't been playing very many video games either. Yeah. I'm pretty much waiting for Diablo 3. Okay, I'm with you. I'm probably going to be pretty disappointed. Nah, I think I'm not, but that's just my opinion. We shall see. Mm Mm-hmm. But other than that, nothing. Eric, what do you got for us? I kept my streak of going to the bar and spending 50 bucks going. Uh-huh. So we're at seven or eight weeks in a row now. Nice. Um, Just imagine if you had had not gone to the bar and had all that money in your pocket <laughs> I would, right I now. I would have spent it at Wendy's, Dan. It that's that's what I say, too. I would have spent it on something yeah. else. Um, got to, got out and played some darts again, which was nice, because I used to be in a league and haven't played in a while, and got out and played darts. So that was fun. Um, I don't think other than that. Ty, did I do anything else? You're my right, secretary, right. so... Nothing. Personal assistant. Yeah, he is my personal assistant. No, I don't think so. No. Boring week. Okay. Slaved away at work. Yeah. What about that girl (laughs) that published that scathing article? Wait, I want to talk Uh, about that later. We'll get into that. No, we're saving that? Yeah, that's later. Okay. That's going to be part of my news. She better watch out, though. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Pam, how was your week? uh, Well, I worked my last day at Wegmans yesterday i'm not clapping so i'm a free man thank you i won't clap to that i don't think tyler will either nope (laughs) uh it was a you know it was a normal shift uh kind of sad to see a lot of my friends you know not well i i keep telling people i'm still going to be there like three nights a week shopping because i can't it's not the same i can't that's uh, no it's true i'll probably won't be there for four hours i'll probably five hours i'll probably see you more though me personally, not yeah. Eric. No, not Eric, because Eric would hang out with me for quite a bit after, at, at the end of my shift. So must be nice to be a manager, huh, Dan? <laughs> no, Say actually, what you want, Tyler. I liked having no responsibility. <laughs> he doesn't have any responsibility. That's not true. Either. I just don't have to use it often. Right. <laughs> I have responsibility. I just don't have to use it very much. Plus, Eric. Eric was good because he didn't overexert his authority. Right. Like, well, I agree like with some, that. some people, like people did. Like, me. like some people accuse you of in the beginning. Who did? We'll get into it later. All right. We'll talk about that during the break. So yeah, I, I uh, today was my first day like as a as a free man, and I, I spent most of it working on the studio. Um, it looks great, Dan. Thank you. Way. It does. I we have there's so much garbage in here. I couldn't even believe it. <laughs> but, fast food. Yeah, fast food. Uh, alcohol, a- alcohol bottles, empty bags of chips. There were Pork rinds. probably thirty empty beer cans mm-hmm. in here. So we we did a nice job. Do me a favor and don't bring them to Wegmans to get your deposit oh, returns. I no, I won't. <laughs> Go to the price chopper or something. Please. No, I take them to uh, the Bottle Redemption Center on the Can Man. Corner. They'll give you six cents. Yeah, so does uh, Jerry Tulls. That's where I go. Thank you. But anyway, we the service desk team appreciates it. Yeah, no, I don't. I hate. I always hated seeing the people that brought like huge bags full of stuff. It's oh, like just, God. just take them to a place that'll count them for you. Yeah, that way you don't have to feed them into the machine and well, fill the machine. That those are for like little bags. Like, yeah, your bottles in your car. The store you know? has a two hundred and forty container limit, which is twelve dollars. People will come in with twenty, twenty five dollars yeah. in bottle returns, and yeah. we get to go clean them. That's ridiculous. Half of them have chewing tobacco in them still. It's disgusting. One had a used condom in it. That's even yeah. more disgusting. People just don't give a shit. <laughs> Good God. Okay. Um, but other than that, like, I just worked. So um, tomorrow's my actually first free day where I don't have anything to do. So I'm going to be a couch potato and play video games. That's all I'm going to do tomorrow. Nice, Dan. I like that plan. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, we're going to take a quick break. 
The music you're going to hear during the break is by, as Corey said before, a band named Team Spirit, the song Teenage Love. And they have a couple of uh, show dates coming up pretty soon here. Let me call those up real quick. Um, on May 14th, they're at Grasslands with Joywave. On May 27th, they're at the Camillo Gallery. And on May 31st, they're at Fuzz with Static Jacks. I'm, ass- I'm assuming all those locations are in New York City. Uh, I don't know. The one I saw them at was was at uh, Glasslands, and it's a pretty cool venue. I recommend going out to see them. Yeah, so if you're, if you're in New York City or the surrounding area, check them out. Um, I don't know if I said the song you're going to be hearing is Teenage Love by the band Team Spirit. So we're going to take a quick break and be right back right after this. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 42 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. As I said before the break, we are going to be talking about the best NES games, both our our personal favorites and the you know the the world not war renowned, but you know renowned more renowned NES games. So, uh, how we're going to do this is we all hopefully have a top five list. I do. Okay. Yep. All right. So yeah, we're gonna run down our top five and then hit up some uh, honorable mentions that weren't necessarily on our top five. So, uh, Corey, why don't you get us started? Uh, I'm gonna just start with one. I think I've talked about on here before. Maybe not. Gauntlet Two as my <laughs> number five. Um, I couldn't find the exact year of the NES port, but I know it was like around '86, '87, '88, somewhere in there. Um, it was it was a port of the arcade game um, developed by Atari. And it's a top-down action game in a fantasy setting. And the best part about it is the four-player simultaneous co-op. Mm-hmm. Um, every every person chooses who they want to play as, and your choices are a warrior, a Valkyrie, an elf, and a wizard. And the warrior is like the tough guy who does the most damage. The va- Valkyrie is like a middle of the road between damage and defense. Um, and the elf is like the quick guy who runs around and is good at stealing everybody else's treasure and food. And the other guy is the wizard who's really good at using potions. Uh, basically, all you do is you, you make your way through an infinite supply of levels, um, and there's puzzles within those levels and treasure to get. And I said that um, 
the the elf can steal all the food and food is what gives you your health you have like a timer and health which are one and the same and when the timer runs out you die and if you take damage you know it'll uh deplete some of your some of your health that way too um it actually used to be available on ps3 but they took it off i'm not sure why hmm. but i had i have some pretty fond memories of playing that game yeah that was and, a fun and, game like there were a lot of sometimes there it was bugged so bad that you like just got stuck in a level mm-hmm. and you couldn't you couldn't beat it, so you just had to turn it off. I can remember crying as a kid a few times because of that. <laughs> yeah, having to turn it off because you left your Nintendo on for days. And yeah, because there was no saving your progress, so you just left. Right. It. We left the Nintendo on for days because we didn't want to lose our spot. Yep, and like you said, you get to a point and it just won't go anymore. Yep, and I don't know. You remember fighting the dragons? Yes. Yeah, that was cool. And you get a special potion that gave you a, 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 an ability. Yeah, you get like a, a stronger shot or mm-hmm. like an always deflect or yeah, always deflected shot and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Um, but if you died um, and you were playing with somebody else, you could just rejoin, but you'd lose all the stuff you had. Yeah. So there was incentive to to keep playing. Mm-hmm. And I actually played it the other day um, with one of my roommates. We we did some gauntleting. Very nice. Still holds up pretty well. Yeah, I can imagine. Okay, Eric, why don't you go ahead? Ha. <laughs> Number five on my list is uh, WWF WrestleMania. Oh, that was um, a fun one. There's actually two wrestling games that I, I remember for the Nintendo that I really liked, but that I picked as my favorite one because I could be the ultimate warrior in it. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually just about to look up what year it came out. Um, you know, it's a wrestling game. Yeah, I remember having a lot of fun with that game. Yeah, but you could do, like, I think there was cage matches, mm-hmm. and Hulk Hogan was on the cover, which is sweet. Mm-hmm. I came out in 1989. Okay, I didn't look up any of the dates for my games. Yeah, I didn't either. I only have them for my top five. Okay. Um, yeah, but I had like Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant, Ultimate Warrior, all those guys. Yeah. Back when wrestling was a little cool. Yeah. Back when it was real. <laughs> it was real. <laughs> you know. Uh huh. But I in remember more than just, one way. just playing match after match. You know. Mm-hmm. Getting Nintendo thumb. Oh yeah. Better believe it. Yeah. Will, what's your number five? My number five is Excite Bike. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember <clears throat> a ton about this game, but number I remember. Number five, huh? Yeah. Wow. But I remember uh, being really young and playing it an, a ton. And I don't remember much about it, but I remember I had a blast. Yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Um, you know, the motorcycle racing game, which uh, probably Trials Evolution is based off of, do you think? Yeah. Uh, to an extent. No. No. All right. Joe Danger is uh, another PS3, um, PSN game that is is, is pretty much Excite Bike Both, for yeah. the 21st century. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I, I, one of the cool things that I liked about it was you could make your own level. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I remember doing that a lot. Yeah, maybe yeah. Trials is a little bit. A late 80s uh, level editor. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Okay. Uh, my number five is Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade for Nintendo, which. Also happens to be my favorite movie of all time. Ah. Um, we actually played this fairly recently, and it does not hold up well. <laughs> I think we played it at your apartment, Corey, before you moved. Probably over the winter, maybe. Yeah. Um, there. What I liked about it was all the different game game modes. Um, there was puzzles in it. There was uh, you know action parts, obviously, because it's an action movie. Um, but there's a lot, a lot of different. There's a, like a motorcycle chase part of it. So I, yeah, one of the things I liked about it was the the variety of of gameplay types in the game, which there really wasn't a lot of in a lot of the Nintendo games. So right, that's one of the things I liked about it. 
Now that came out after the movie, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, oh, okay. yeah. Because it has Harrison Ford on the cover, and uh-huh. Harrison Ford and Sean Connery. Harry Ford. Yeah, that's a good way to sell a game. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. So. Put those two schmucks on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, Corey, number four. Uh, my number four, I'm really excited about, and I, I, I kind of think it should be higher than it is. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Yeah. Uh, okay. Um, 1990, developed by Capcom. It's a side-scrolling platformer, but it also had two-player simultaneous co-op, which was awesome. Um, and you, you play as Chippendale, and you go through essentially just this world of things that are much bigger than you. You know, normal-sized things, but because you're a couple little chipmunks, um, you're running around in this this world of big things. Uh, your weapon is you just pick things up and throw it at the enemies that attack you. And again, like Will said, you know, I don't remember too much about it. I just remember loving it. And apparently there's a sequel, but I never played it. Yeah, that Did was any of you guys game. play it? Yeah, because we had it for Nintendo, so we all kind of played the same games. Do you remember basically. it as fondly as I do? Oh yeah, I love that game. Just like, just you know, like as a, it's just like a solid side-scrolling plot. I mean, there's nothing too special about it. It's yeah. just like solidly put together. Yeah, like uh, like the Looney Tunes game. Right. Yeah, for Super Nintendo. Yeah, that was a great game. Was that for Super Nintendo? Yeah, Buster I guess you're right. Loose. I should yeah. remember that. Buster Bust Loose. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, Eric, number four. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four for me is Duck Hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I was looking over my top five after you said that Indiana Jones doesn't hold up well. I think all of my top five I would still enjoy playing. Yeah. Duck Hunt, I mean, everybody knows you shoot ducks with a gun. Uh-huh. I mean, what's not to love about pointing the gun at the screen and shooting ducks? Yeah. Um, not a lot to say about it, but... You got to use the light gun. Yeah, the light gun is pretty sweet. Was that Did you- maybe the first... Probably the first gun for for video games, right? Uh, I don't know. I, well, I mean, arcades probably had it before. Well, well maybe for maybe first console, for yeah. home console. Yeah, it could be. I still to this day don't know how that works. The light gun. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, it, I know it's over my head. I like to call it magic. It is, uh, you know what? Because I don't I don't know how it works. So magic. it's magic. It's yeah. magic for sure. Yeah. It, I think it's kind of like uh like almost like an accelerometer. Because you, you like sync it up at the beginning, and how you're pointing the gun is center, and then as you tip the gun side to side and up and down, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm Maybe. not sure though. Maybe. It has something to do with a uh, light, too. Yeah. Well, that's just that's another one that I used to just play nonstop. Uh-huh. Eric, did you have it with uh, Mario One? I did. Like the two pack, okay? Yeah. Because I guess it existed separately, but I I've never seen it. Separately. Yeah, I ha- I had the double pack. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, what's your number four? Uh, Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Uh, classic. <clears throat> I don't know if we ever owned the game. We did. Oh yeah, we, we did. We did. Yeah. All right. Uh, I used to play at one of my friends' houses a lot, and have a blast with that game. Uh, what I remember most fondly about it is like memorizing the patterns for the different fighters and like when to attack and stuff like that. So it was kind of like a puzzle inside of a fighting game. Yeah. And that's how you would like beat the fires. You learn their punching patterns and dodging mm-hmm. patterns and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that was just a really fun game. When to hit them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Made my honorable mentions list. Yeah, it was on my honorable mentions as well. Mine too. Um, My number four favorite NES game was Baseball Stars. (laughs) Um, Baseball Stars, you kind of, you got to make your own team. Uh, You got to buy your own players and and upgrade your players by winning winning baseball games and getting money. Um, Me and Chris actually spent an entire summer playing Baseball Stars. Because uh, I would go visit him in the summer, and then he would come visit me. So, you know, we would keep our team going through that whole time. 
and uh it was just a fun baseball game. I mean, it was it was pretty simple. Um, but the but the good thing about it was being being able to upgrade your players, and you know you could buy players that weren't necessarily good players at that time, but had a lot of potential to be uh, to be. Uh, uh, one of my favorite raised. things about sports games. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, it was like yeah. equal parts sim. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, so that that was that was a my number four favorite game. So. I remember trying to raise my players' prestige because the higher their prestige was, the more fans. The would more come. fans and the more money you'd get. By the more money you'd when make you, when you'd win. It was all about the dough, even then. Yep. Wasn't it? Yep. They knew how to make a game. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Corey, number three. Number three for me is Pinball, developed by Nintendo in 1985. Mm-hmm. Um, pinball is pinball. I mean, <laughs> based on the arcade machine. Um, I just remember it being really addictive. But my fondest memory is the bonus mode where you play as Mario and you carry the little platform and you have to bounce the ball to block the blocks. Yeah. That uh I guess the character's name is Pauline, I didn't know. The the princess that you're trying to rescue. Uh-huh. Um and then you have to like bounce the ball and then she lands on your platform and you have to walk her to the edge to like successfully do the do the bonus. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it also had an alternating two player mode, which you know. I, so far, all my games have multiplayer to some extent, and that's probably why I have the fondest memories of them. Yeah. Uh, and it is available on the Virtual Console for Wii, so if you want to get your hands on some NES pinball, huh. that's the place to do it. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Eric, number three. Number three for me is Excitebike. Oh, all right. Yeah. Um, just another game that I played the shit out of. You know, we already kind of talked about it, but it was just—it's one of those addicting games. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That one was one you could play with two people. I think so. I think. Yeah. I think you could do two. Yeah, and um, that came out in '84. I don't know if we said that. Oh wow! So that was probably like maybe a close to a launch title for yeah. Nintendo, I or was, was it a launch title? I was zero when that came out. Yeah. I don't know if it was a launch title, but everybody should play that game. Yeah. It's classic. It's very. Uh, I think that holds up still. Oh, I'm sure. That game. I can't see how that would ever not be fun. Yeah. But. Okay, Will, number three. I had The Legend of Zelda, the very first one. Uh-huh. Uh, I never played it on the NES, but I played it on the Wii Virtual Console. Okay. And that game is impossible. It is so hard. Yeah. Um, all I, rem- like, I remember playing through it and only getting to the fifth dungeon out of nine. Uh, but it's such a fun game. Yeah. Totally different from what Zelda has kind of. Now, yeah. Now, yeah. Yeah, I never played that one. Well, no, I didn't. We yeah. never owned any of the Legend of Zelda's for Nintendo, so that was on my uh, honorable mentions, but not my personal honorable mentions. Mm-hmm. So, Dan, yeah. Excite Bike was a launch title. Okay, and it didn't come out for NES until '85. Oh, okay, it was in Japan in '84. Uh, okay, cool. All right, uh, my number three was Mario Three. Um. Probably a lot of people have that higher, but it's my my third favorite game. Um, I I was really impressed by the graphics of Mario Three when it first came out. Um, having played, I don't know that we had had Mario Two before Mario Mario Three. No, Mario we had three Two first. is a mystery yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. You know, it, well, I, I when I was doing my research for this, like a lot of people people said that Mario Two was initially a different game. Hmm. Yeah, and that they just plugged Mario into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a different like yeah. platformer. I don't remember yeah, ever playing I, it. You look at a lot of the monsters, and they're totally different from yeah from Mario lore. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, but Mario 3 was a lot of fun, a lot of secrets, a lot of stuff you could discover if you, you know, went a little off the beaten path. Um, I spent countless hours playing it, it had multiplayer. Um, there was also a little bit of competitive multiplayer if you uh, managed to trap the other person when they were going by your by your guy on the thing, and you'd have a battle to see who was who was going to win, and then who would get to advance onto the next level. So that was that was kind of. Fun and you too. never wanted anybody else to get to the mushroom house, right? Yeah, because you wanted the stuff for it. Right. Yeah. It, oh, I forgot about the inventory. Yeah. Had an inventory of stuff you could stockpile to use before you went into a into a level. Yep. Um, good variety in levels too. That was another fun thing about it. Like the airships, they were pretty sweet. So Spe- speaking of games that hold up extremely well, that's one of them. Yeah. Oh god, yeah. I just played on Sunday with one of my friends. We got to uh, the Water World. Is that okay. four? No, three? four is the Giant World. Three. So it was three. And yeah, we were doing the you know the competitive thing um, because I got the hammer and I was trying to go to level three is the one where you can break the stones mm-hmm. and go on the boat and ride to the island with all the yep. code houses. Yeah. So that's like a huge bonus, and I ended up getting it. Nice. And I was really pumped. <laughs> Very nice. But yeah, I didn't. I actually didn't include Mario 3 in my top five um, NES games because it's in my top five overall games. Oh, yeah. So instead of having the overlap, I figured I'd just... Yeah, we should say that, too. It. We're going to try and not do have a lot of overlap for favorite games and then our, our other lists, so we're going to try to get some different different things on there to talk about so okay uh we want to recap our five through three games real quick Corey, go ahead uh gauntlet gauntlet two was five chippendale rescue rangers was four and pinball was three eric i've got at five wwf wrestlemania fours duck hunt and three excite bike uh at five i've got excite bike <clears throat> at four, I got Mike Tyson's Punch Out, and then at three, I've got Legend of Zelda. My fifth favorite was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. My fourth favorite was Baseball Stars, and my third favorite was Mario Three. On to number two, Corey. What's your second favorite Nintendo game? Had to go with Final Fantasy, um, developed by Square in 1987. It's a fantasy RPG. It was supposed to be the first and the last. Um, the creative director uh, Sakaguchi planned to quit making games and go back to college if uh, Final Fantasy didn't succeed the mm-hmm. way that it did. And you play as the four warriors of light who are brought in to save the world. Um, but it's, I mean, it's the first game I can think of where you made your own party. Yeah, I was gonna say that's one of the awesome things about because this is also my second favorite. Same with mine of all time. So not mine. No. <laughs> so Eric's gonna only hit the only one with something different to talk about for a second but yeah i like that you got to choose who you wanted in your party yeah it was uh you could be you could choose warrior thief black belt red mage white mage and black mage and any combination of yep. them and you got to choose four and name them but it was only four letters which is weird yeah um because i'd want to make Corey because that's my name but i always had to do c-o-r or c-r c-o-r-y yeah yeah um yeah, um, but then like halfway through the game, I forget what it's called, but you go through like a class change. I think that's what it was, class change. Yeah, I don't know. I thought there was like a word. There's like a the name. Hall of, there's a name the for it. Heroes or something like that. There's or, a name for it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And that was really cool because a lot of like I think the fighter got a different like was able to cast spells or something like that, and I don't know, just mixed or the black belt guy was able to cast spell. I don't know. It just mixed up your your it sort of made all your classes hybrids. Yeah, and. Uh, they look different too. They look cooler after the class change or whatever it was. Too. Yeah, the, the sprites are remodeled. 
Um, super hard though on NES. I remember yeah. playing. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I was gonna mention that I I never beat Final Fantasy, the or, the original. I made it nope. to the last guy, but I never never was able to beat him. Same with me. So. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. The last guy is Chaos, and that one I yeah. couldn't I couldn't beat him either. Um, it, the game is ported all over the place nowadays. Include you can get it on iOS right now, and there are uh, an easy there's an easy mode in most of the ports. So if you play through it, you won't have as hard a time. That's for sissies. I do one of the things I I remember most is the Hall of Ogres, where every step you took, you got in a battle with ogres. Oh, that's right. Yep, that was tough, but you got a lot of gold from it. Wasn't there a, to- a town that was all zombies too? Uh, New dead, York. A dead city. <laughs> I don't know. I remember the Pirate I City as the second one. Okay, I don't know. I that's actually a game that I would like to play through again and try and beat it this time. It's probably on a uh, virtual console, right? Yeah, like I said, it's ported all over the place. Yeah. Um, you could get it on iPad. Oh, maybe I'll do that. That's a good idea. I think you should. Maybe I will. Yeah. I've got other stuff I got to play first. <laughs> things i gotta beat before diablo 3 comes out next week i would just cancel your diablo 3 reservation i actually don't even have it yet i have to order it tonight (laughs) so okay uh anything else you want to add for final fantasy not for me sweet game though sweet game yeah so eric or Corey or will did you want anything else nope no okay uh eric's got the only other second Um, favorite my second favorite came out in 1991 it's tecmo super bowl uh, that's NES, right? Yep. Yeah, okay. Absolutely. This is one that Dan and I played a lot together. Yes, we did. I always remember at his birthday party when we stayed up till his dad came came down to go to work. Yeah, which was four, five, four or five in the morning. I know he specifically told us not to do that, too. Yeah. So we pretended like we were asleep. Yeah. But yeah, it's probably the first football game I ever played. And here I am now, slaving away as a Bills fan. <laughs> So, okay. yeah, I mean, it's football, and it was fun, and multiplayer, good times. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I guess I'll go with my first favorite, because my first favorite was Tecmo Super Bowl. Was it? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I played it a ton, and I think one of the best things about it was the ability to change up your roster, and there was injuries, and you could play a full NFL season. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of improvements from Tecmo Bowl, the first Tecmo Bowl. Um, there's also 11 on 11, whereas Tech Mobile was nine on nine, I think. Yeah, sounds right. It wasn't wasn't as many. Um, but yeah, I mean the graphics were good for the time. It was mm-hmm. it was a blast to play. So fun. S- some players were overpowered. Christian Okoye was overpowered. Christian Okoye. <laughs> some players were probably underpowered, like Thurman Thomas. Yeah. Um. Apparently there was a. I we probably we probably talked about this on our video football episode, but. There was a player that was a backup running back for the Raiders that was the fastest player in the game by far, even faster than, like, Bo Jackson. Really? It was a backup running back for some team, and I don't remember what it was. but Huh. I love it now when people make videos of, like, things that have recently happened, Yeah. But they put them as Tecmo Super Bowl. Yes, like the Deshaun Jackson yeah. punt return. I love it when people do that. That was painful. Yeah. Um. There's also, yeah, because there's – still like people that do roster updates and added all the all the new teams and stuff yeah um i downloaded for the video football episode a a a version of tech mobile with all the current rosters and current teams and current division structure too which is was pretty fun it's more fun to play than madden i think probably yeah (laughs) it was yeah (laughs) okay uh cory first favorite game nintendo uh, it's actually one I forgot about until 
today, actually. My number one, by far, is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Oh, I forgot about that one. I remember playing that at your guys' house. That uh, game was sweet. Sculptured Software and Bit Studios in 1991. Uh, it's an action-adventure game based on the Kevin Costner film. Although, in the game, I don't know if he was on the cover, but in the game, they have pictures of the people that are talking, and like the Robin Hood picture doesn't look anything like Kevin Costner. I don't know. No. <laughs> you, you'd figure, you know, if it was licensed through the same company, they'd have a picture of him. Looks more like Devin Bostner. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the best part about it was the different gameplay modes. There was your standard dungeon crawl mode, um, and then you could go into a duel mode where you could duck and jab your sword and slice at people. Um, and then they had an overhead battle mode, which was just uh, zoomed way far out, and there were just little sprites running around, and all you could do is attack with your sword or shoot them with your bow. Um, and they did that when you had to, like fight a lot of enemies at once yeah and there was also a horse race mode which i hardly remember i don't which, know which planet horse is based off of <laughs> yeah <laughs> i don't remember yeah. the horse race mode no i don't remember it either but it exists allegedly um i actually watched a youtube video of the game today so uh-huh. it was it was a huge dose of nostalgia and um, every time you return to sherwood forest after you do a mission more of the forest and you know your band of merry men is built up so you get that sense of progress without actually ever doing anything. <laughs> and uh, equipment actually plays a huge... It's, it's kind of got like a role-playing equipment scheme. You, you can find better weapons and bows and uh, use bandages to regain health and eat food to regain health and find leather armor, um, stuff like that. And I still remember the menu screen cheat. You press A eight times and then B eight times, and you enter the cheat console to enter um, what level you want to go to. Huh. Do you remember that, Dan? No, I don't. No. You, you yeah. kept that one to yourself, Corey. All right. <laughs> yeah. the, the main thing I remember about that, about that game was the, the cheat you could do to beat the boar in the cave. You just equipped a bow staff, and it would spit, you'd just spin it around really fast, and you'd trap All him right. up against the wall and use the bow staff and kill him really easily because that was always a really hard battle. Yeah. But there was that, that cheat that I don't even remember where I heard about that from. I think one of the – I think uh, Chris or one of his older brothers came up came up with that one. Maybe it was in Nintendo Power. It might have been in Nintendo Power. <laughs> I could have read it there, too. And the music is pretty awesome in the game, I yeah. will say. When you first get to Sherwood Forest, yeah, talk about nostalgia. Great so a game. lot of flutes and stuff? Well, it was uh, crappy MIDI <laughs> audio, so <laughs> if there was, it just sounded like a keyboard. MIDI flutes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Eric... First favorite. Uh, mine is Super Mario Brothers three. Okay. Same with mine. Um, oh, okay. You know, I actually don't remember playing this as much when I was younger as I do within the last five years. I would say because uh-huh. my wife is a big fan of this game, um, and we we played this a lot together when I had my Wii, especially when I first got it. It was one of the games I downloaded for it. Yeah. And um, yeah, I liked the the competitive aspect against playing with the other people because that would just piss her off so much when oh, I yeah. did it, you know? Yeah, I'm sure. Because <laughs> I beat her every time, and which she's she's a girl, and I'm good at video games. Right, So, right. But my favorite thing about it was, like, the difference in all the levels, and I really liked the fourth level, what the uh, the, the giant world, uh-huh. and every time I'd get the whistle, that's where I would always go. Okay, because it was your favorite, favorite spot. It. Yeah, it was my, that was my spot. Nice. Yeah. Will? Yeah, great game. 
Thanks for the insight. Yeah, I, I try. I try. <laughs> All right, so let's let's hit up some honorable mentions. Yeah. I split up mine into just regular honorable mentions and then my own personal honorable mentions. So, um, personal honorable mentions would be Jack Nicholas Golf. Never played it. Which was a sweet game that we had. It was a. Uh, I don't know. It was a. It was actually a pretty good golf game for its day. Um, you know, you could pick your clubs. I think the only course was Augusta, though, right? There was only one golf course. Augusta National. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, that Yeah, that was the course that it was at. Or was it Pebble Beach? I'm going to look, Dan. No, you know what? It was. It, they had different holes from different courses was how it Oh, worked. that's right. Um, it was some, like a master's tour of yes. holes or something. Yeah, it was because uh, there was some Pebble Beach, some Augusta National, I think. Uh, maybe a few other courses, but one of the one of the weird things about it was it would draw the course like one line at a time. So it took took a minute for the for the course to draw before you could <laughs> figure out where you were taking your shot from. Yeah, coming up with any info on it? No, I wonder if I'm spelling his name right. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not finding shit about it, Dan. Hmm. It's it's it's. The, the title isn't just Jack Nicholas Golf. It's like Jack Nicholas something Masters. Oh, is it? Golf. Is it Greatest Eighteen Hole? Something. It might be. Hmm. Yeah. Well, does, I'll keep looking. It does have kind of a long name. Uh, I found it. There's that uh, Blades of Steel, which we talked about in our hockey games episode. It's a great game. Uh, World Class Track Meet was another one, and then Tetris I had for my my honorable mentions so Corey what are, what are your honorable mentions I had pretty much all the same ones as you I also had uh, Excite Bike but that was talked about right yeah I, I crossed that one off my list too. and uh, Wario's Woods was another one of mine this is I, I played the Super Nintendo version a lot I never played the um, NES version but it, I, I watched a video of it today and it looked like pretty much the same game so though I haven't played it I would highly recommend it yeah okay that's all I got. Eric, honorable um, mentions. Actually, one that almost made my list was Dick Tracy. I don't know if any of you guys ever played that. I did play that, yeah. You did? Oh. I could never get past a certain point. I don't remember how far I got in it, but Maybe I know I sewer? loved playing it. Just, like, driving your car around, shooting at the bad guys. And yeah. I loved, all, like, all the different villains were super cool. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could remember some of their names. Yeah, that was you know, a sweet game. You know what that reminds me of, though, Eric? I don't know if you've ever played it, but Deja Vu. Did that you ever play That's that? what I'm thinking of. Deja vu. No. Deja vu. It was um. You you didn't like actually move the character. You just chose like which way you wanted to face, and you you were this guy who woke up like in a bathroom stall or something like that, and couldn't remember anything, and you just had to go around. And I just remember there being like a pill bottle you had to look at, and there it was like had like a prescription on it, and one clue led to the next. And then yeah, you guys played know. that. No. I I yeah we I had I played it. Do we have it, or do we borrow it from somebody? I don't know. I think we had it. And everything was menu-based. Like, you you didn't really interact with the game world at all. You just chose what you wanted to do on the menu. Right. Like, punch, or grab, or, you know? Yeah, I remember, like, throwing a metal pipe into the water when you were in the sewer. I want to play this game again. Dick Tracy. Sorry. I'm (laughs) reading the the Wikipedia description, and it sounds so cool. Uh, Okay. All right, what else you got for honorable mentions? Wait a minute. I'm going to give oh. Dick Tracy a little bit more love. <laughs> All right. <than> um, <laughs> the, uh, the description, it says, the objective is to solve several mysteries 
without accusing the wrong person or shooting too many unarmed villains. Each level starts out with a case to solve and some possible clues. So you have to go around and get clues and stuff and find the right villains. Um... Oh, there's the list of the uh, the villains. I very vaguely remember Some that. Some of my favorites were uh, Numbers, Flat Top, and Breathless Mahoney. Those are my favorite villains. Nice. That I okay. But no, that's another one that I remember playing a ton of. Um, so let's see. What else do I have? I had Ice Hockey and Blades of Steel, Super uh-huh. Mario Brothers 1, Tyson's Punch-Out, Contra. Yeah. Which I played with... Um, Ryan Franklin. Okay. You guys all know him. Yeah. Um, Tecmo World Wrestling was the other wrestling game that I played. Okay. Uh, which was also really good. Um, Mickey Mousecapade. Did you guys ever play that? No. That was a really fun, like, Disney game. Okay. I remember playing that a ton. Um, there's one called Astyanix. I don't know how to pronounce that. But that's, <laughs> I'm telling you, good game. It was just like a, a dungeon game. You go around, you're like a guy with an axe or a sword, and you kill skeletons and stuff. But that's another one I played with Ryan a lot. Yeah. Um, short Order and Explode with the Nintendo Power Pad. You ever play that? No. Don't remember a lot about it, but I remember I loved it. Okay. Yeah. So if you have a Power Pad out there, get that game. Yeah. And then I had um, World Class Track Meet. Okay. That, so. Which was a lot of fun. Yeah. Will, do you have honorable mentions? I have two. Um, Mega Man and Kirby's Adventure. Okay. Those are two games I played a lot at my friend's house yeah. when I was in, like, kindergarten. Like I said, don't remember a lot about them, but I know they were pretty popular. Okay. We didn't even mention any of the uh, Metroid games. Yeah. Oh, yeah I was never a big Metroid fan, really. That was going to make my regular list of honorable mentions. Was, oh, uh, okay. Uh, Mega, was the Mega Man games, because I never really played any of those. Metroid. Uh, Legend of Zelda games. Uh, one of my uh, other honorable mentions was Dragon Warrior. I really like Dragon Warrior. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Uh, never got very far in it, but but did really like it. So, I think the the theme of this segment is just how hard games were back then. Oh my gosh, yeah, today. definitely. Because I'd never beat Indiana Jones. I Baseball Stars didn't really have an ending. I beat did beat Mario three. I didn't think Mario three was that hard. No, um, didn't either. didn't beat Final Fantasy. Uh, so yeah, I didn't beat a lot of those games. Star Tropics was another one that was pretty cool. I don't yeah. know if you guys played Star Tropics. I vaguely remember it. Heard of it? it never the, played it. I actually talked about it on the podcast here. It was like a, a role playing, uh, yeah, an old role playing game. But they had like, uh, there was this point in the game where you had to enter a code, and the only place you could find the code was in the game manual, yeah. and you had to wet the game manual to find it. I remember. I remember <laughs> you uh, telling me about that. Yeah, and I had rented it. So there was no game manual in the box, so I just couldn't get past it. And this was before, like, the internet was as ubiquitous as it is today. So you couldn't get another one? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anything else anyone would like to add? Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. Play Dick Tracy and let me know about it, because I really want to play it again. Oh, one more game I wanted to bring up was the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles oh, arcade yeah. game. That's right. That was a lot of fun. The first one was okay too, but uh, really hard. But the arcade game was was a blast. Yes, it was. Um, I played 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 a lot of that too. We owned the the Manhattan Project. That was a pretty good game. Yeah, the yes, Ninja Turtles Manhattan Project. Yep. I think that was the arcade one. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, no. No. It was different. You're right. It was a different game. Yeah, we did have Manhattan Project. 
Okay. Uh, yeah, that'll do it for our main segment, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Um, the music you're going to hear the, during the break is by the band Team Spirit. The song is called Fuck the Beach. So we'll be right back right after that. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 42 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are now in our feedback segment. Uh, the first feedback is from Corey Murtha, live from Brooklyn, New York. I want to know why Bobo the Cat won't leave me the hell alone. Now, you showed us Bobo. Bobo's pretty cute. Um, yeah, it is, and it kind of looks like a panther if you look at it up close, but it is by far the most annoying cat in the world, and I'm not just saying that, like, because I had a weird experience with it. It is every morning. Wait, you had a weird experience with it? I've had several weird experiences. Every every morning at 6 a.m., the thing walks up and down the hall and meows, and it just goes, Hello? 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 And, like, the, this building isn't very soundproof at all, so everything, you can hear everything. And it is the most freaking annoying thing. And it won't stop unless somebody comes out and, like, sits with it or, like, brings it in their room. Corey, whose cat is it? What? Whose cat is it? One of my roommates. So do they come out? No. <laughs> well, the, the guy whose room I took, it was his cat. And oh, he's no. gone now. So it's up to you now. So he left his now kitty. Now it's, like, our cat. No, it's your cat. It's, no, it's not my cat. <laughs> Uh, if it's my cat, it's going to go on the East River. <laughs> <laughs> and no, if I, like, let it in, it won't leave me alone. It constantly needs to either rub up against me or, like, have a paw on Typical my face pussy. or on my arm. <laughs> it's terrible. And I, I wrote that in a, in a fit of frustration. So, okay. But that's Bobo the cat. And it is, it's seriously that bad. It's every day and it's nonstop. Huh. Bobo, you little shit. And I'm wondering if it's animal abuse to lock it in the other room. Is there going to be food in a litter box? No. Then yes. <laughs> Depends on how long you're locking it in said room. Yeah. No, it's it's impossible for me to do things, like, because this cat is insane. Yeah. Huh. Okay. And I actually texted my sister to see if there was some sort of diagnosis for a cat that will literally not leave you alone. Kitty ADD? Or, yeah, like, yeah, something like that. I don't know. It's got an affection problem. 
It has daddy issues. It's awful. And the other one has, like, such bad allergies that it just sneezes snot everywhere. <laughs> oh, uh, one of my other friends' cat does that. It's disgusting. Yeah, it's everything. And it does it when it, like, gets panicky, too. So if you scare it, it'll just start sneezing violently. <laughs> <laughs> Jeepers. Okay. All right. Travis Eicher says, I'm digging Trials Evolution. It, uh... It's the best getting kicked in the balls experience I've ever had. Yeah, <laughs> Eric absolutely can, Eric agree. can probably agree to that. Absolutely agree. I love that game. Harder than hell. I saw Eric playing it, and I kind of wish I saw an Xbox. Dude, it's so good. 99 bucks. Yeah, go get it. Screw that. Plus $15 a month for the next two years after that. Yeah, doesn't it work out being like 400-some dollars? Yeah, it's way, like way more. If you were... They, they did the math. If you were to get all of the stuff that a regular Xbox has... You would end up saving forty bucks. Yeah. So. Okay. Uh, let's see. Dave Gardner, Carmageddon is coming back. The Flyers and their crybaby fans can book tea times. MLB TV <laughs> on the Xbox is sweet, and I don't even like baseball. The Bills have been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs already. False. And Bioshock Infinite has been pushed back to February twenty thirteen. Uh, Carmageddon. Did it? Has anyone played Carmageddon? No. I haven't or have i is that the was that for like playstation maybe um it was a demolition derby game yep it was demo it was demolition derby not like not twisted metal yeah check it out real quick yeah that sounds like a cool game though a demolition derby game yeah i'd play that i think that's what it was i see that there's at first i thought he meant by carmageddon the the la (laughs) <laughs> highway traffic or highway construction. <laughs> there's cows in the road that people are hitting, and there's green blood everywhere. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so, so no, not it's not that demolition derby I game. I don't think so. Man, like a like a full fledged like real demolition derby game would be awesome. There was one for like PlayStation, I think. Really? This, this game yeah. was for uh, PlayStation, Nintendo sixty four, and Game Boy Color, and also computer. Okay. Huh. Okay. Uh, Flyers and the Crybaby fans can book tea times. How about the yep. Flyers getting eliminated? I agree, they certainly can. I knew they would. You know who else can is those Boston Bruins. Yes. Because <laughs> they're out, too. That's true. <laughs> they are out. They've already was, got their golf clubs polished, and they've, they've uh, already, already played got a few rounds in. A couple tourneys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was actually surprised that the Flyers were beaten so badly by the Devils. Same here. Um, I thought for sure the Flyers would wipe the floor with the Devils, but the Devils, resilient team, mm-hmm. great goalie, a lot of experience. So they I agree, man. Up, I actually, I thought the the Flyers were going to win that too. Yeah, I think they the Flyers just underestimated them. You know, well, that's Kinda what like, happened with Nashville yeah. and Phoenix. Yeah, which I don't want to talk about. Still, and we will not. Still a little sore. No, we'll talk about it later. Corey, yo, uh, and Will, uh, if the Rangers game stays current. And they lose tonight. How are we feeling about Game 7? Good. I try to be positive. I don't like to think about Game 7s. It stresses me out. Would you go? No, I'm going to be in town. I'm coming home this weekend. Oh, that's right. Plus, I mean, how much would that cost? Oh, my God. I can't even imagine. I don't know. If you know people... One of my friends actually was offered tickets to the Devils game last weekend. And she said she didn't even think about, about it, but she would have given them to me. And I'm like... Why did you not think about it? Well, you would have you had know. to get down to South Jersey. I don't care. I'd go. Yeah. Dirty Jersey. Especially for a playoff game. Oh, hell yeah. Corey, what, you coming into town, you say? Yeah, for for Madre's Day. When are you coming? 
Uh, well, I'm coming. Well, I'm going to Oneana Thursday, and then headed to the Binghamton area on Sunday. Or yeah, Sunday. Is Sophie bringing you in? Your girl? No, I'm gonna have a car. Oh. How are you gonna get a car? Magic. Oh. The gathering. We should discuss this. We'll we'll discuss it during the break. <laughs> That's what I was yeah, this thinking. Isn't, this um, isn't video game themed at all. <laughs> uh, MLB TV on the Xbox is sweet, and I don't even like baseball. I would I would actually probably be interested in that if I like baseball a little bit more than I did. And we're Yankees fans, and Yankees are on yes, so we wouldn't be able to get that anyway because yeah. it's only for out of market. I think at least if it's like the I NHL one. It's only 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 out of market games that you can watch. So. It yeah, and don't you need to have thing. a certain cable provider too? You like already yes. have to be subscribed to cable. Probably. Yes, you do. And Time Warner sucks. Yeah, yeah. Because they're not usually involved with that stuff. Yeah. And um, I can't get into baseball this season anyway. Yeah, I haven't. I've wa- I watched a few innings and fell asleep immediately. Mm-hmm. Yep. I, I, by watched, I say I, I watched like three pitches and fell asleep. There was one time I flipped on a baseball game. It was during a commercial. I fell asleep before the game even started. <laughs> <laughs> before the commercial was even over. Oh God! Uh, yeah, because uh, I knew it was baseball, and I was yeah. like, "It's nap time." Yeah. Uh, that said, I do like baseball, especially like late season and playoff baseball. I do too. I just can't get into it. Soccer yeah. has actually moved past baseball for me. Oh wow! Oh. Okay. Uh, Bills have been mathematically eliminated from the playoffs already. I don't see how that's possible, Dave. Really, don't see that being possible. Actually, I see where he's coming from. Do you, Will? Yeah, that's funny. I wish we played again this year. <laughs> Who's that? Bills, the Giants, Giants, and the Bills. Yeah, so we lost some good players. Well, we did least... nothing but improve yeah. a lot, a lot. That's all right. If I was Eli Manning and Tom Coughlin, I'd just phone it in and just coast the rest of my career. Yeah, because I mean they've won two Super Bowls in five years, four years, five years. I don't even. I know. think five. I don't really. I'd only know. give Eli credit for one of them though. 2012. Yeah. I wouldn't give you like credit for that first one. That was a bunch of shit. <laughs> Luckiest catch I ever saw in my life. No, but then he did throw a touchdown pass to Plaxico yeah, Burris. I mean, anybody could have made that pass. Yeah, I couldn't have. Uh, Bioshock Infinite JP has Lossman. been pushed back to yep. 2013. Absolutely, <laughs> any NFL quarterback could have made that pass. <laughs> Bioshock Infinite. I was looking forward to that too. Well, I mean. Well, I, and actually, uh, Chase tweeted us about that, too. So I'll bring that one up real quick because it's on the topic. Uh, didn't Don't really want Bioshock Infinite this year. Early next year would be perfect. Uh, be a perfect time slot, and I agree. Yeah, he's um, right. There's so many games coming out in the fall that adding one more to it, it's just going to be something that gets overlooked it would by be like other last stuff. Fall. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I don't think Bioshock Infinite would be the one that got overlooked. I, I would say that is the king of the castle at this point. Uh, for for you Call and me, maybe I was going to say Call of Duty is probably and Halo. When was the original release date? Like October, October, November area. Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You're up against some heavy hitters. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't see it that way. But maybe it'll give the chance for some other games to shine. Yeah. I mean, like I said, for us, that's probably something we were really looking forward to more so than a Call of Duty or something else. But Not I think mo- most people, <laughs> most people would be. Call of Duty. Uh, well, I'll probably even get Call of Duty I'm this year. I'm pumped for Call of Duty if I'm being completely honest. Yeah. It does look cool. My uh, guess, though, is that it had maybe a little bit to do with that, but more to do with whatever's going on behind the scenes, yeah, whatever development yeah. thing is going on. Absolutely, but do you think it's going to work out in their favor to come out like in February when really not, probably not much else is going to come out? 
I don't know because it, it's six of one, half dozen of the other. Yeah, there's not as much going on, but at the same time, like, I don't know, like, get, the gaming culture doesn't seem to be as robust that time of year as it is, you know, yeah. from August to December. That's true. So I, I mean, everyone's I broke at that point, probably from Christmas. Yeah, and maybe people are burnt out from playing games, and I don't know. That doesn't happen, Corey. Come on, vacationing. I'm burnt out on video games. Well, you might get burnt out from playing the same games, but not something different, right? Right now I am. I don't really get burned out from playing video games. It's no. just the same games I get burned out from. You're probably right. Well, you just haven't had time, Will, to play video I've games. I've had time. Like I've only like played Battlefield and Mass Effect. Will had plenty of time this week. <laughs> just one day. Just one day. <laughs> yes. Okay, uh, and then Dave Gardner goes on to ask, is it wrong that I listen to the show naked? Not at all. No, Dave, and I was going to say, a lot of times we record naked, so it's, yeah. you're, just, you're just, you know, part of the crew. So, <laughs> Knowing that Dave listens naked makes me want to get naked. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Corey's already in? half naked on his Skype cam. He's got the guns out. And, and looking good. I'm Sun's out, guns out. My my Merino Air Corps cutoff t-shirt. One of my favorite shirts of yours. That's yeah. a sweet sweet shirt. Um, and then Dave asks, where can I get Thumbstick Athletes action figures? <laughs> well, we're going to get those in the works, right? Yeah, we're gonna, we'll are gonna we look into it. Okay. I think we're going to be DLC for Skylanders pretty soon. Yeah, oh. you can play as the four of us. That's a great idea. We each have a different power, too, and... We haven't decided what they're going to be yet, but if Dave, if you'd like to make suggestions on what each of our power would be, oh I've got a few ideas for what my power could be, but I will le- I will let Dave respond to that before <laughs> I before I say anything. Dan came into work the other night with a special power because we told him we were going to attack him if he tried to leave oh, yeah. and quit, and he said he was going to use his sexiness to get out of it. That was going to be my, <laughs> my my weapon to get out of my all, it, all the attacks I was going to face. It clearly worked. It did work. I'm, I went. I went through unscathed. I saw him and I said, the, "I'm overwhelmed by the sexiness over here tonight." I was confused at first, and I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot. I forgot I said that earlier." I get the power of bullshit. There you go. All right. Uh, Matt Park said, "Cleavage evolution throughout video game history." Hmm. Uh, Matt, I think that's too big of a topic to tackle in feedback. I can give him my favorite game. Okay. Uh, Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Yeah. Oh, featuring yeah. cleavage that did have some good cleavage Can't we should beat it. we should have an episode on cleavage all right but what it was a think? good game too it was a fun game yeah volleyball that's one of those sports where like you're like man that is a fun video game you know even though it's volleyball well women's beach volleyball is one of my favorite olympic sports it's a good one did, did you see though that they're not mandating the bikini you can uh, wear whatever you want. If now. they want the sport to still be popular. If, if they want Dan and I to watch it, they're going to mandate the bikini. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What? You laugh. I don't know. I, I, I like it anyway. I, I don't. The, the bikini. I mean, I probably would watch it anyway. It, it, yeah. br- it brings a sport from like a four up to a ten. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I always thought it was one of the, the better uh, sports at the Summer Olympics. Oh, let me to tell watch. you. Wait till you watch it this year, and you know the Brazilian women aren't in bikinis. <laughs> and then we'll see how good it is. They're in um, uh, like track pants and, yeah. and baggy t-shirts. <laughs> if they're well, I don't know if pants, you guys know this, but according to Doctor Who, uh, Papua New Guinea is supposed to run away with the shot put in London this summer. Is that right? Oh, that's yeah. right. That was in uh, Papua in New a, Guinea in, in a. 
Doctor season, Who episode. Yeah, it was season one of the season two episodes. I just watched it. That's why I said it. Yeah, they went to the 2012 Olympics. Yeah, Papua New Guinea took it, huh? Yeah, took the shot put. Surprised everyone, <laughs> except him. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, so Matt, we are we will maybe have an episode or at least like uh, like a segment. Well, maybe if we split up an episode, we'll have a segment for dedicated Please. to cleavage throughout video games. Didn't we touch on that a little bit in one of our episodes? Boob physics a little bit we get into. No, didn't we talk about... I think we may have. Was it like nudity in games or something like that we talked about? Sex and... Yeah, yeah, we did. Was that in our ESRB episode? It could have been. I yeah, know I what you're talking actually. about, Corey. Because we did at some point. I don't remember. Yeah. Was I drunk that episode? <laughs> Probably I not. don't know. Well, whether we did or not, it deserves its own... Yeah. Yeah, so um, so yeah, we'll we'll uh put put at least have a segment uh dedicated to video game cleavage. Uh and then Christopher Henry says, I want to know about everyone's thoughts on the Avengers movie. If you haven't watched it yet, I will be so angry. Well, Chris, in this room uh, uh plus Skype of seven people, only two have seen it. And none of them are on this podcast. I mean, we, <laughs> our Side, uh, what's he called? Intern. 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 He saw it. Did you want to share anything? Yeah, it was good. Um, I have to admit, I went into it not knowing a thing about it. Uh, I went with Billy and Josh. Yeah, Josh. Our buddy Josh. And, uh, didn't know what was going on at first, but you get into it real quick. It's yeah. uh, It was real good. I can't imagine what it costs to make a movie like that. Yeah, with like, all that big-name actors Oh, my and God, stuff. that and the special effects. Definitely worth seeing. I told well, uh, I told the athletes here I would definitely go see it with them if they go to see it. No, Will and I are going by ourselves, but oh, thank you. Well, whatever. <laughs> they don't need to worry about how much it costs because I think it made like $600 million internationally. Yeah, in it beat out uh, Harry Potter 7 Part 2. It's ridiculous. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's real good. I definitely you should go and see it. Whether huh. you're into that kind of movie or not, it was a good movie. I actually am. I'm a Captain America fan. Yeah. I love the first Iron Man movie. Um, so I, I mean, hope, I would be interested, but I probably won't see it in the theater. I hope Batman makes more than that. I like Batman. Okay. I like the Batman movies. <laughs> he's my favorite superhero. I heard it argued that he's not a superhero though. I think there's Captain America then. Yeah. Because they don't. Captain America doesn't have any superpowers either. Hmm. I've, heard, I've heard that argument. Maybe Batman's just a good guy with a tool belt. He's a superhero. Alright. Him and Captain America count. He's a vigilante, is what he is. <laughs> a goddamn vigilante. <laughs> Todd saw it too. Did you like it? I did. Todd liked it. Chris, so that's all we can offer you there. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, oh, buddy. Yeah. Rotten Tomatoes liked it. Okay. <laughs> that's big. It's a big development. Okay, on to news. Corey, why don't you take us away with news? Uh, my news is just a little thing uh, titled The Key to Depth Simplicity, and this is by Christian Nutt. Uh, <laughs> two developers from developer Vlambeer. Uh, I'm going to butcher these names, but Rami Ishmael and Jan Willem Niechman, <laughs> while discussing their first FPS game, Gun Gods, which I know nothing about, wrote that they believed in minimalist game design, but also acknowledged their limited budget. Um, which kind of seems to be the way of things nowadays. Small startups, especially in mobile games, are forced to be creative to make compelling games. 
Um, and their quote is, the fewer rules your rule set has, the more responsibility you can give every single one of those rules, and the easier it is to make small incremental improvements. Simplicity does not exclude depth, as a strong combination of simple rules can make for incredibly deep gameplay. And it made me think of all of the great PSN and Xbox Live arcade games, as well as um, games developed for the mobile platform. Um, they're, they're just that. you know, A simple game mechanic is taken mastered uh, and manipulated into like a complete awesome game and uh, I mean y- y- like your Angry Birds and uh, what are some other small games like Fez you know kind of does that uh, Braid um, all those great little games so it made me think of like huge games that just take one concept and, and do that and the only one I could come up with is Portal Yeah, which kind of takes a simple game mechanic and does awesome things with it and makes it into an awesome like sixty dollar full fledged game. Do you guys think of any other, any others? Because I think it's it's on my feet. Well, yeah, I don't mean to put you guys on the spot, (laughs) but I I think it's a really good point. You know, the fact of if you just take one simple game mechanic and master that game mechanic within your game and then add different variations to that game mechanic. Yeah. Come up with a pretty awesome game. That's yeah. true. I see what you're saying. I agree. Like, I can't like, think. I can't think of anything off the top of my head, but like in Braid, Eric, you played Braid. Yes. You know, with the time. With yeah, just doing doing cool stuff yeah. with time. And then Fez had the um, the point of view type of thing. Right. Yeah. The way you look at things. Um, yeah, I can't think of any big games like that though, other than and, Portal, and, I guess. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's my point. Like, I think like just portal really did that that i can come up with you know especially the big games that are being developed today yeah they have a lot of stuff going on yeah okay maybe it's a i mean gama sutra is a, a that's where i get most of my articles from and it's for developers but i mean it, i guess it's good advice to to take in, in games yeah. game development yeah i agree okay and that's all i got all I right. guess if we can't come up with anything, I guess Portal's it. Portal, Portal. you're the winner this time. I would have All to right. think about that for a longer time, but yeah, I, yeah. I agree. Portal's the only one I can think of right now. All right, well, what do you got for us? <clears throat> My article is on Kotaku. Shigeru Yamamoto explains why the Vita isn't a very strong product. Uh, I'm just going to read the quotes from it to what he says. Uh, it's obviously a very high-spec machine, but you can do a lot of things with it, but I don't really see the combination of software and hardware that really makes it a very strong product. Uh, when we launched the 3DS hardware, we didn't have a Super Mario 3D Land, we didn't have Mario Kart 7, we didn't have Kid Icarus Uprising. We were striving to have all these ready for launch, but we weren't able to deliver them at that time. We were kind enough, <clears throat> kind of hoping that the people would never, nonetheless buy the product. Uh, basically, he's just saying that the Vita is a very high-spec product, but doesn't have any, like, games or good software for it, which I can't speak about it at all because I've never played it. I agree. I mean, looking at the Vita's lineup of software, there's nothing that I would even care. remotely care about playing. And, no. and the machine itself, it's it's got good specs on it, but, I mean, it doesn't do anything that really that a cell phone can't do. Can't do, exactly. Um, and, you know, you go you go into the whole, you know, do you want your handheld system or your mobile phone? But I, I don't think that the PS Vita has, like, strong titles like the like Nintendo does with Pokemon and Mario and, I, yeah, Kid Icarus. Like, I literally want to buy a 3DS just to play Kid Icarus. Yeah. I want a 3DS, too. I would yeah. never even think about getting a PS Vita, though. Yeah, nope. same here. Um, 
I would love to, if I had a ton of money and I could buy one. I would love to have one. Which but, is going to happen soon. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, just you know, just because I'd like to try it out, and there probably would be a game or two that I liked for it, but yeah. it's it doesn't interest me at all. I would love to have a 3ds because there's you know Mario Kart, Mario, uh, Pokemon okay, stuff. Pokemon. You know, yeah. There's the the titles that are that you can't get anywhere else mm-hmm. for that. The well known so. stuff yeah. as opposed to Sony's. Yeah, exactly. Like I I probably couldn't even name one game that's on the. Vita. Boy, me that's either. tough. <laughs> I don't well, know. I don't, I don't get how it. Did you say it was Miyamoto who s- said this? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how like he can criticize the Vita because he, I mean, as he said himself, you know, it's it's similar to the Nintendo uh, 3DS when it launched. It didn't have any titles, and the only cool hardware thing it had, which most people would argue whether it was even cool or not, was 3D. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's pretty much what he said. He's just like, yeah, we started off bad, but now we're at least putting out games that, you know, interest people, unlike the Sony. Yeah, I mean, do you think that anyone can will be able to compete with Nintendo? They don't have the 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 background that 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 Nintendo has with you know even Game Boy exclusive titles. You know, it's hard to overcome people's nostalgia with games. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's what Nintendo has. Yeah, because I, I had the first yeah. Game Boy. People, I've had a few different iterations of the Game Boy and loved every one of them. Yep. And when they pump out a new Zelda or a new Mario, people want to play it. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but at the, at the same time, I mean, that that's all really Nintendo has. When was the last time Nintendo came out with something? I mean, and they don't necessarily have to. Exactly. But when was the last time Nintendo came out with something new that like people really latched onto? Yeah. No, they haven't. I mean, S- Sony's done that a lot better in the past. Um, because yeah, it's still like your Mario's and your Zelda's. And think of like old Nintendo characters that have sort of died off. Um, like Donkey Kong. I mean, there's a new Donkey Kong game, but uh, like it didn't do very well, and people aren't that interested in it anymore. Kirby and and you know who knows if that'll happen to Mario and Zelda. All it takes really is a couple bad games in a row, and yeah. you know that could be forgotten too. Yeah, I yeah. know what you mean. So in terms of coming up with new stuff, I would say Sony has has the edge. But I mean, you're right with the nostalgia aspect, and people still love those games, and they're fortunate enough to still be making good games for that. But who knows if that'll go on forever? I think part of the problem too is the price point. I mean, not everyone wants to spend three hundred dollars on a handheld system, you know. It's sure. a lot, a lot of money for only being able to really, really play games. That's the only thing that differentiates it from like a cell phone, right? Yeah, yeah. I was actually looking at the the sales numbers from last year, and Nintendo is killing it. Like the 3DS was the best selling console by far. Yeah. Wow. Um, and Wii games or not Wii games, 3DS games came. Uh, there was ten 3DS games in the top twenty games sold, and four Wii games were in the top. 20. So, wow. I mean, 14 of the top which, 20 games belonged to Nintendo. Which is insane, because right. considering some of the big releases that there was. I mean, obviously, probably Call of Duty was one, right? Yeah, I don't remember exactly what was in there, but... Huh. Okay. Cool. All right. Eric, what do you got for us? Oh, my news article this week is uh, not directly related to video games, or at all, really. But <laughs> it's about Binghamton, which is where we are all kind of located and kind of from, and it's it's become a big deal here. And it's called the Binghamton's Four Noble Truths, The Way I Lived Them, and it's by a girl named Alyssa uh, Mercant or McCanty. Um, she writes she- for Pipe Dream, which is a student-run newspaper at Binghamton University. 
And basically, all she does in this article, I should say that she is from Nassau County down in New York City, which is where most of the um, population for Binghamton University come from, it feels like, at least. It's Long Island, it's probably New York City. Accurate, right? yeah. yeah, they're all rich down there. Well, either way. So all she does in this article, basically, is, is shit on Binghamton. And <laughs> while she does pro- point out some pretty funny things... I just don't feel that this bitch has any place <laughs> to be saying anything about Binghamton when all she talks about is stuff that she's seen on State Street, which is like, you need to know going in, like, that's just State Street. Yeah. That's where you're going. You're going to see this, like, she's talking about the rat. That's which, where all the shitty bars in yeah, Binghamton yeah, are. Yeah, the State rat Street. is the worst one, yeah. which is where the basketball player for BU beat the shit out of some kid and put him in a coma. That's yeah. the rat. Yeah. Like, yep. it's disgusting, and you know that going in. Like, yeah. it's a, first of all, it's a bar. It's probably not going to be that cleanly anyway, you know what I mean? It's named and the it's Rat. All, yeah, it's named The Rat. There's college students everywhere. They don't give a shit. So one of, one of her, uh, her quotes here is, Any liquid on the floor of the bar or surrounding areas is always considered questionable and could be anything from urine to sperm. Okay, well, that sounds like a lot of bars. Yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> would you would you lick the floor in any bar? Exactly. Even the cleanest? She, no. she says, like, if you drop something there, you leave it on the floor. Okay, well, that's every bar. Drop yeah. your cell phone, bitch, and leave it. Fucking drop her on the floor and see if I pick her up. <laughs> um, then she goes on to say that she saw uh, somebody having sex on the couch at another ball, bar called Paradigm. That sounds nothing but awesome to me. I don't understand what the issue is. Yeah, where's people, the issue there? I don't get that. If people are having sex on the couch, cool. You go over and you'll be like, hey, good for you, man. You know what I mean? And she goes on, secondly, she goes, second, this town is a shithole. <laughs> okay, maybe. But when she says things like, sure, the nice areas are up in the hill where the normal people build fortresses to shield themselves in in case the creatures from north of Main Street ever decide to attack. I mean, what kind of bitch is this girl? She doesn't she doesn't know anything about this area other than State Street. Yeah. That's it. And the the problem is is she criticizes that that part of Binghamton so much, but she makes that her little microcosm. Like that's yeah. her life. She's part of the problem. She's not like exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. It's, 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 it's sad because you know, like I said, like she made that her world, and I mean, no, Binghamton isn't a great town. There's no. not a lot going on, but there is stuff going on, and it's what you make of it. And she made it into that. Oh, she made she it into totally... going out on State Street and getting drunk, and that's all she saw. And yep. and to expect, pe- she goes on to say about people like driving by or yelling stuff at her, which was probably me and Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> you know, to go out and expect to not have that shit on State Street. That's how we spend our Friday and right. Saturday what evenings. Do you, what do you think is going to go on down there? And she's talking about how she hasn't felt comfortable and she's almost been... What did she mugged. say? She's I've, almost been mugged a bunch of times. Yeah, the like, quote was... Uh, and I've almost been mugged more times than I would like to admit to my parents. How, how do you almost get mugged? Well, A. B, aren't you from New York City? Do you fucking go out and feel completely safe in New York City all the time? No, and, she's, in a, she's in a little cushy corner of Long Island. And correct guaranteed. me if I'm wrong, but most of the people moving up here, turning Binghamton into a shithole, are from New York City. Yeah. yeah. Yes? Okay. And what was the last thing she said? The last thing didn't piss me off at all, but... I don't know. It's getting a lot of outrage up here. I don't really care what she says about Binghamton. 
I just think she needs equipping such a bitch because nobody cares what she says. So. Yeah. Well, that's exactly my point. Like, she might not be too far off in some of her right. criticisms, but like, just the stupidity of her is what kind yeah. of offends me. And she comes off like such a bitch. Yeah. And she, you know, she's never worked a fucking day in her life. No. And her parents are completely paying for everything. She doesn't know about the real world. And she's not even that good looking. Yeah. Well, I I was <laughs> oh talking gosh. to my parents about this today, and uh, they were trying to defend her, and they were like, you know, well, our economy is in such shambles right now. I think the message of her article was, you know, she went away to school for four years, and now with our economy, she's looking down the barrel of the debt gun, and she knows she's not going to be able to find a job, and so, you know, everybody. But you know what? Yeah. That's not Binghamton's that's, that's everybody. problem. Everybody, yeah, yeah. And do you not know you're going to be in debt before you go to right. college? And it I was mean... your choice. Here I am, commuting over an hour every day to go to school to avoid all this student debt. People make these decisions. It's totally on her. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And if you didn't like Binghamton, transfer somewhere else. We don't mm-hmm. need your ass. Yeah. So. I don't know. And plus, like you said, they're talking about one very specific area in yeah. Binghamton. It's one street. Yeah, Binghamton. There's a lot of nice things there, here There's There's a few nice spots in Binghamton. I'm not really that big on Binghamton, but I live in Endwell, and Endwell's a nice little town. Mm-hmm. It's a little busy, but, you know, I, li- I like where I live. It's great. And a lot of the people who are so outraged who are leaving comments on there list a lot of the things that are going on for Binghamton, you know. Ithaca has uh, cliff jumping, which isn't exactly Binghamton, but it's a short drive. Yeah, you know? the Speedy Fest, B Mets, B Sens games. Yeah, you know. The and she even Strawberry says like Festival. all all she did was like go out and get drunk and gain a bunch of weight and shit. Like, yeah, a well, lot a lot of her criticisms are societal criticisms exactly. in general and have nothing to do with Binghamton. That you're gonna find everywhere. Yeah, you know. exactly. Like Binghamton's a city. Go to another city. It's gonna be the same thing. Yeah. What was I mean, the... have you been to Cortland? Syracuse. You want to talk about shitty cities? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Cortland's got Doug's fish fry, and that's really about it. That's the highlight. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so what let's that focus thing? on that first. She she made the the comment. I'm walking away from this school with a newfound cynicism, a drinking problem, and a burning hatred for cloud cover and I bathroom lines. I already had lines. that. You're you're way behind me. Yeah. I already have that. We grew up with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe that. <laughs> maybe that's it, Dan. What's Are we that? jealous that she's just getting it? Yeah, probably. <laughs> we're, we're we're jealous that she came in all bright faced and bushy tailed. Bright eyed and bushy tailed yeah, exactly. with a good attitude. Yeah. <laughs> well, either way, sorry, bitch. Fuck you, Alyssa. Take your shit packing back to Nassau County. We don't need you. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna reserve judgment on her background because I just know nothing about where she came from or what her I'm what not. her life is like. She's but... judging us. I'm gonna judge her. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, at the same time, you know, the, the nearsightedness of the article is, is kind of shocking, and it'll be interesting to see what comes of it, because I, I mean, I gotta believe, thousands of people uh, have commented and liked that article, I gotta believe the news is gonna pick it up, the local news. I was wondering about that. She can't step foot back in down on State Street. Yeah, God That's help her like, if she shows her face downtown. She she really I mean, screwed not, herself, not... and maybe hurt her future even more, you know? Yeah, that's what somebody said in one of the comments. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you can't you can't do that if you want to be a journalist. Yeah, somebody was saying, you know, if you ever or if you have any aspirations to be a journalist, calling the subject of your article a shithole is not exactly the best approach. Well, she's an English major. Is she? Yeah. Corey, from a language pers- perspective, what did you think of the article? I mean, I don't think it was the it it was it was some parts of it were kind of witty and like like a little bit funny, but in terms of 
like the way it was structured and you know the the clarity and flow wasn't that great in my opinion but you know whatever she's still in college Alyssa, well, see that? You're not even a good writer. And calling <laughs> calling the residents of this town creatures. Now, granted, the people she was referring to could be labeled as creatures, but leave that up to the locals to... Yeah, right? <laughs> leave that up to us to decide. Let us say that. Now, nobody wants to hear what you have to say. This is why everybody up here doesn't like all the people from New York City that go to college. Yeah. I can bring so, it back to video games, so, though. Yeah, Goonies. Corey, just bring it full circle back to video games. I went and read some of her past pieces on the Binghamton College newspaper, and she wrote one that was very praising of Mass Effect 3 and suggested that everyone buy it. So she's not all bad. She's not all bad at all. You know what? I wish I hadn't bought it. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) I want to go find her and see if she'll buy my copy from me. Now, here's here's the make or break point. What did she think of the ending? (laughs) <laughs> well, that's, that's what I wrote on my Facebook. I wrote, she's not all bad because she wrote a good article about Mass Effect 3. And then at the bottom I wrote, still, she probably decided to save the Reapers. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Okay. All right, well, it's my turn. And I hate to follow up our last discussion, but it's, it's a, a big shoes to fill. Uh, but my article is entitled, Company Heroes 2 Will Make You a Russian Commander Fighting Nazis by Evan Narcisse from Kotaku. Um, obviously the, the title of the article explains everything, but really I, I had a few things I want to discuss about that. Um, a lot of the comments underneath the article talked about how they think, um, World War II games are kind of passe and how it's kind of like, you know, an overplayed genre. I wanted to get your guys' opinion on that. Um, uh, Company Heroes is a strategy game, so it's, it's a little bit different than like you, you know, your shooters, but they're a lot different. I would agree with that. I'd think, yeah. I, that's why I kind of like the new direction the Call of Duty's going in. It's like a future thing. Right. You know what I mean? We've seen plenty of old war games, mm-hmm. especially that era. But, yeah, yeah, I would definitely say they're played out a little bit. Played out. Corey? Definitely played out. Yeah. And um, I've been saying this for a while, but I really want to see, like, a true-to-life war war RPG. Yeah, you I, know? I know what you mean. Where you, just, you you play as a soldier, and it's, you know, role-playing game. Yeah. And I think, you know, like a Civil War game would be cool like that, or even World War Two. you know, any of those games. Yeah. I thought that would be interesting. But no, it's it's definitely played out. Okay. Well, but, I mean, people are still buying it, so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Even yeah. though my favorite Call of Duty is. So, well, some of the, what some of the people said was that, you know, because now the market is, has a huge influx of, like, current day warfare games, and that something um, back in the World War Two days is a little bit refreshing, because... Um, what was like Call of Duty World at War the last uh, Call of Duty? World War Two game? Yeah. Call of Duty, but the last one was Call of Duty Two, Three. probably Three. Three was the last World War Two Call of Duty. But they put one out every year, and it feels like it's just like I know it's not World War Two every year, but it feels like it. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. I um, but the, like I said, this two is different, being a strategy game, and it's also on the Eastern Front, which hasn't been done too much, other than that brief time in, uh, um. Call of Duty 3, was it, where you played as the Russians against the Nazis? No, in World at War you played. It's like half the game is Russians versus Germans, the other half is Americans versus the oh, Japanese. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. And I feel like the uh, Eastern Front is uh, like more uh, fertile ground because yeah. there's not as much there as there is you know, the Western Front or even the Pacific Front. Yeah. Um, yeah. The uh, Eastern Front uh, in World War II was like a hell of a lot more brutal, too, than the 
the when the Americans and British fought the Germans. Oh yeah. Um, and I actually wanted to bring up a, a podcast I listened to is Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. He has a four part series called Ghosts of the Ostfront on his podcast, and it's uh, incredible. Like the the brutal nature of the combat between the the, the Germans and the Russians. Russians yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're into history, definitely check that out. It'll give you a good background for for this game. Mm-hmm. I'll second that recommendation. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's great great stuff. Um, so yeah, check that out. What I would like to see, um, in games like that is more stuff on American soil. You know what I mean? Like current day, like almost like a simulation of a terrorist attack. Well, what would happen over here? Like, uh, like Homefront. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. But a better game than Homefront. Right. <laughs> yeah. Homefront wasn't a great game. Right. That's, that's what I would like to see. Like, yeah. I just think that would be different instead of us going and attacking somebody. What if we had to defend our home turf? Yeah. Uh, there's been movies and stuff about that. Yeah. And then uh, there's a new shooter coming out for PlayStation that's in the in, based in New York. Oh, yeah? I can't. It, but it's not. I don't think it's countries. I think it's an alien invasion. Which would be awesome. Yeah, exactly. I don't know the name of it, though. If I'm going to die, I'll, I either want zombies or aliens. Yeah, well, I will. I would die in an alien invasion. I don't know about zombies, but oh, we'd live in a zombie. But we'd go down yeah. shooting, wouldn't we? Oh yeah. Well, no, I would go down slicing with whatever uh, sword I had. Well, I would. <laughs> I've thought about this so many times. I would have a shotgun, and and then strapped to my back, I'd have a blunt weapon, yeah, like a crowbar, probably, yeah, because it won't break, yeah. But um, you only use guns as a last resort because they yeah. bring in more zombies, right? Well, and with a shotgun, you can you can just. Jab him in the butt, face with yeah, the butt of the gun butt, if you need yeah. to. I agree. I've thought about that way too much. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's an interesting At work. thing to think about. All right, so we're going to take a quick break. Uh, the song you're going to hear during the break is the, the band Team Spirit, the song Jesus, He's All Right. So we'll be right back with our What We Played This Week segment right after this. Welcome back, everybody. Episode 42 of the Thumbstick Athletes podcast. We are in what we played this week segment. Uh, Will, you didn't really play anything? 
I did a little Mass Effect 3 multiplayer, which oh. whenever I get on Xbox, I pretty much do that, like, one or two rounds of that. Yeah, because you know it's only going to take you about half an hour, maybe a Ex- little bit longer. Exactly, and it's fun. I still have a blast with it. Yeah. Um, but I did go back to playing Battlefield 3. Uh-huh. I saw you were playing that. It's so much fun. I'm having a blast with it. Because when it came out, there were so many games that came out around that time, I didn't really play it like I played Bad Company 2. So right now, I'm starting to get into it and play it like I played the old Battlefield so it's, it's a lot of fun. Well, I'm only a text away. Nice. Hey, I'll let you know next right. time I'm on. Get get into our squad. Yep. But yeah, it's a great game. Cool. Yeah, not much to say right. other than that. Eric, what do you got for us? Um, Let's see. New, I purchased um, Lego Harry Potter for the wife because she likes those Lego games and it's something we can play together. Yep. Uh, we started that today. We, we beat the first level. It's fun. Yeah. I mean, they're fun games. I agree. They're all right, you know. It kind of walks you through it and yeah. They're different. I think I like the Star Wars Lego games the best. Yeah. I want to play Batman. Yeah. In Star Wars. Uh-huh. The Star one Star Wars ones are really Did you good. You played Indiana Jones? Briefly. Yeah. Briefly. Okay. I liked the Indiana Jones one. Did yeah. you? Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't have too many thoughts on it cuz I just started it, but it it's fun. Um other than that, I played FIFA. I actually started career mode, which I had never played before, oddly enough. And career mode is awesome, except I hate playing against a computer. It's way different than playing against a human. Oh, yeah. Just the, like in hockey. Yeah, the, the computer refuses to pass the ball. And you have to pass the ball in soccer. It's just so frustrating. Yeah. Um, but I really like the scouting aspect of it. Um, you can start a youth team, which is something that real soccer teams do when you're up. They, they get, they'll sign kids like when they're in the single digits age-wise and just bring them up playing soccer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, you send scouts out and you find guys they're like 14, 15, 16, and you, you sign them and bring them up with your squad. Um, that part is really cool. I like the way that soccer does their um, acquiring of players. It's called transfers. Um, you pretty much have to bid on the players and hope that the other team will accept your, your bid for uh-huh. money. Is basically it. Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah, but I really like that, and it's it's teaching me more about soccer because as, as big of a fan as I am, I don't really know that much about how the league works. Um, but I picked a favorite team that I'll be rooting for next year. Arsenal is going to be my team. Uh-huh. A because that's who I use on FIFA, and B because I can watch them on MSG. Yeah, so. yeah, which is um, always nice. Yeah, that is nice. So, and then other than that, I pl- I downloaded the first episode of the Walking Dead game. Um, and like Corey said, it's not really much of a game as it is like a story that you kind of interact with. help along Yeah, by interacting with it. It's cool, though. It's different. I, I was way too tired when I played it, and I actually fell asleep twice <laughs> and, and missed a couple things. Like, Corey, you know how you can answer things or not answer them? Right. Well, I just didn't answer them because I was asleep. And, like, I, I hated that because, like, I didn't, I didn't want that to have an effect on my character. You know what I mean? Right. Right. <laughs> but it was cool. I like the graphics. It's, like, cel-shaded. Um, I really like the story. And I you get attached to the little girl that you're trying to save. Which yeah. Is, which is nice. Until, um, the, until the love interest shows up. Don't then I don't think I got that far yet. I didn't get that far yet. Oh, okay. Or maybe I did. Maybe I know who it is, but I haven't really explored uh-huh. it yet. Dark hair? I think there's actually two. A dark hair and a blonde. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go for the dark haired one. No redheads? Uh, We'll see what happens. All right. (laughs) No, but I really like it. I played it for like an hour (laughs) while sleeping. 
Are um, you going to get episode two? I don't know. Depends I don't know if, if I go through and beat the first one, you know? I didn't like it that much is the yeah. thing, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it was cool to play because it was only five bucks, but, like, you don't... I, it's not really a game. You know yeah. what I mean? You're just helping a story along by looking for things. Interactive Which, comics. As, yeah, I mean, it's cool in its own right. But... Yeah. I mean, like, I kind of want to play Heavy Rain. It's kind of like that, right? Yep, yeah. yep. So. And except Heavy Rain does it a lot better. Okay. So. All right. Well, yeah. So if you've played if you played Heavy Rain, you'll probably like it. Um, but just don't expect too much. Or if you like The Walking Dead, yeah, you'll like it. Which I've never even watched, and I liked it. Actually, I did start watching it after I started playing that game. I'm what do you two, think? Two episodes in, I like it. Yeah. It's cool. I yeah, mean, it's, it, it's intense, and um, I like the characters. You know, the zombies look good. That's yeah, my favorite the part. Zombies are cool. Zombies are always awesome. But I did have one question about it. You know, the the first two episodes. I think it's the second episode. The main character gets to a city and he finds there's a a little black kid and his dad. Yeah. Yeah. Do they stay in the show? Uh, no. But I think they come back at a later point. Okay. Yeah, they do. Because I think that's what happens in the comics. I hope I'm not. I'm probably spoiling it, but I think that's what happens. Yeah. Okay. All right, I was just wondering, my wife and I were wondering about that, because I liked them. Yeah. All right. That's it. That's, That's all, all I played. All righty. Corey, what do you got for us? Uh, as I said, I didn't have much time to play games this week, and yesterday I realized, oh, we got a podcast to do. So I popped on OnLive and chose the two most interesting games to me at the time to demo, and I played two. The first one is War Game European Escalation. Um, and it's a real-time strategy game developed by Eugen, and it was actually released back in February for PC. Um, it's set in Europe during the Cold War, 1975 to 1985, which is kind of an interesting time period for a, like a real-time strategy game. Yeah. I can't recall any other game being set in that time period. Um, you can play as either the War- Warsaw Pact countries, uh, Soviet Union, Communist Poland, East Germany, and Czechoslovakia, or the NATO countries, which is um, United States, UK, France, and West Germany. And there's not too much going on in the game. It's this big, huge map, and you can zoom instantly between like a strategic overhead view and all the way into close combat. Um, and you're given another, at least in the, the game mode I played, the first time you're given a number of points that you start off with before you start the battle and you use those points to conscript units from any of the countries on your side um, which is kind of cool because it has you know historically accurate soldiers and tanks and helicopters and all that stuff and uh, a bunch of statistics to go along with it but that's like the only the only part of it I, did, I couldn't figure out like where the strategy came into it again I only played it for like half an hour because that's as long as the demo lasted um, and the, pro- the biggest problem is that there is no tutorial and, like, nothing was explained to me. I kind of had to figure it out on my own. And for a real-time strategy that's different from most real-time strategies I've played, that can be kind of tough. And uh, the menu is also really cluttered. So I didn't know, like, what kind of game mode I was getting into or if this was the campaign. <laughs> and I don't know. It was just, just really weird. It wasn't wasn't very well designed. But I can see, like, especially historical nuts, why they'd love it, because as I said, you know, the, the units are all, all historically based, and they have stats to go along with them, and um, I don't know. Okay. That was just the brief half hour I played with it. Um, maybe I'll get into it more and, and see if I, I like it, but at, so far I would say it's a pass. The other one I played is Avedon Black Fortress. 
and this is an indie role-playing game developed by Spiderweb Software and was released a year ago for Mac and PC. It's also out on an- iPod and Android um, and on live because that's how I played it. Um, indie is the best way to describe it because the graphics are so crude. You choose your class to start off with, and you, the class choices are Blade Master, Shadow Walker, Shaman, or Sorceress, and you can um, cre- recruit the other characters um, that you didn't choose later on in the game. And each class, I mean, like every other role-playing game, has its own special abilities. But the game plays like, like your Dungeons and Dragons happen in front of you. So, like, there's a map, but as I said, the graphics are so crude that, you know, it's hard to, dis- you know, kind of pick up the details of what's going on. Um, so everything is kind of described to you in a little text box. So there's like no voice acting. Everything everybody says pops up in the voice uh, or the the text box. When you enter like an area, a text box will pop up and describe to you the area and like you know the sounds and how it feels and the colors and all that stuff. Huh. Um, and combat is turn based, just like D and D. So it appears that the focus is kind of on storytelling, which is kind of interesting for a game because it's almost like reading a story, um, and you're only interacting with it at a very base level. Um, your character fights for this group known as the Pact, which is an alliance of five nations, and they're surrounded by these barbarians and fading empires called the Farlands, and your specific job is to seek out and destroy a conspiracy that's happening within the Pact. And um, again, with that one, I only played like half an hour, so I haven't gotten too far into it. But it is, it is, it's really different, and it's kind of like exactly what I was looking for. I just wanted to like sit back and enjoy a story, and yeah. you know, not have to do too much game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would, I would recommend that one if you're just looking for something to try. Okay. Um, but as I said, you know, I only got half an hour into it, so right, I can't can't talk about it too much. But I like it. Okay. Cool. All right, uh, my my games. I played Final Fantasy VI a little bit. Nothing to report there. Uh, uh, Witcher Two a little bit. I will have that finished by next week, so I will um, give my final report on that next week uh, with a score. Still enjoying it. I still really like it. Yeah, it's it's a sweet game. Nice. Um, I'm on the last chapter, so I have to get it done by Tuesday because Tuesday Diablo Three comes out, and I'll be playing that for. Oh wow! Who An knows? Hour or who, two? who knows how long? I don't know. I, I'm pretty excited. I think I'm gonna like it. Give me your uh, battle.net is whatever. I name. don't know what it is, but I I have to figure it out because I do have a few friends that. Okay. Because um, I, I, I have to give that to yeah. I can add you. Yeah, um, but, but the primary thing I played this week was the Secret World beta that I got into. Um, it's actually still currently on the non-disclosure agreement, so I can't t- talk too much about it. But what it is is uh, it's a like a present day RPG where anything uh, occult or supernatural actually exists, or even conspiracy theory. Um, all that stuff is actually like true. Um, and you get to you when you start off the game, you pick uh, one of three factions. You can be part of the Illuminati, who are supposedly the ones that like control everything. Um, you know, big business owners. Uh, you know, they they pull the strings behind all the politicians in the world. Um, the other factions, the Templars, who you know everyone's probably familiar with, um, they're the uh, you know might makes right type of type of people. Um, they're all about order and and uh, you know historical. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Yeah, the historical hierarchy of the of the Templar order. And then the last one is a group called Dragon, 
which I'm not that familiar with, but they seem to be the more, a little more terroristic type, like a chaotic uh, organization. Mm-hmm. Um, they're all about, you know, solidarity amongst the, amongst the members, um, you know, causing deception and chaos on the battlefield um, is their, is their MO. Um, like I said, I can't really get too much into it because the non-disclosure agreement is, it, it is going to be lifted on the 11th, I think. So I'll be able to talk about my own personal experience with it uh, next week. But I did really like it. It's really... Doesn't, sorry, doesn't this episode come out on the 11th? Yeah. No. No, it comes out on the 10th. 10th. Friday is the Oh, 11th. right. Yeah, that's right. Because it's, t- yeah, it's tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, plus, I mean, I really only really played it for four hours maybe so i'm, I'm uh, still kind of you know new at it so far so i will ha- i will give a, a better report for it for that next week too um but i do really like it it's different um like i said it's it's present day so there's present day weapons and stuff um and i'm not saying anything that's not already out there about the game uh wait so uh, what i mean what kind of game is it it's a mmorpg Oh, so you know, it's kind of like your your EverQuests and your yeah. Um, if anyone's played Tabula Rasa, it's mm. a little bit like that. Um, with with the uh, the gunplay and stuff. Uh, like I said, I can't give too many details on it because of the non disclosure agreement. I don't want to get in trouble. Sure. Um, but yeah, I do really like it. It's it's definitely one I might, depending on when it comes out, I might even buy the Secret World. It's it's that it's that neat. Um, especially if you're like kind of familiar with, uh, supernatural and occult type of things, it's, it's, it's pretty well done so far. Um, Mm. as I said, I'll give more of a report next week when I can give details on my own experience playing it. I'm interested to hear. Yeah. When you did your non-disclosure thing, did they ask if you worked for like a publication or anything like that? No, it just said, uh, it was just in the, the, like the end user license agreement type, type of stuff. Right. The non-disclosure that you couldn't. Uh, the non-disclosure agreement was that you couldn't talk about your personal experiences or give any information that hasn't already been released by by the Funcom Games is the company who made it. It's, gotcha. uh, developed by Funcom Games, uh, published by EA. So, well, I want to check this out. It sounds awesome. It is pretty cool. There's a lot of videos online that you can watch. That have some gameplay and, and background stuff for it. Uh-huh. Um, my I. I put my character in the illuminati yeah um i wanted to be like a you know like a suave shadowy like agent type of character yeah, so that's awesome yeah so that's what, so that's what i I'm just going looked for. and uh, my computer can't run that game oh really yeah um it, i ran it on medium settings on my computer um i probably could have run it a little bit higher but like Corey, i like to have it very very smooth I don't like any stutter. I hate that you just bought a new computer and you can't run it on highest yeah. settings. That's well, what I hate it's, about computer games. It's my video card. It's because my video card's care. not great. I just um, think that is such bullshit. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Um, oh. It's it. See, I have only have a middle middle of the road gaming computer. So if I had spent more money, I could have gotten something better. But I had planned all along on upgrading the video card anyway. So that uh, that's why I can't run it as well as it could be run. It's all it's all that's video. That's what mine failed for. Video, video card? card, yeah. That's that's the primary thing when you're talking video games is the the video card. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's all I have to talk about. I wish I could talk more about it, but uh, it's still closed beta. I think open beta is this weekend, and that's why the non-disclosure agreement gets lifted. So, yeah. All right. Cool. 
so yeah. How far did you get in Final Fantasy VI? I just did. What did I do? Um, I'm. Oops, sorry, sorry. I don't know if you guys could hear that or not. No, I can't hear anything. Okay. Um, I'm headed to Themesa. Or no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not there yet. I'm in the cave going to open the gate to the Esper World. Sealed gate. Uh, yeah, that's where I am right now. That's what I, I saved in that cave, and and uh, that's where I'm going. I'm almost done with that. Groovy. Because I think the save points at the end. And as I said, I'm in the third chapter on The Witcher, so I will have that done. I'll probably finish that this weekend. So, that's all I got. Goal. Yeah. Oh, Rangers? Yep. 2-1. How much 50 time? seconds left. Oh, boy. Oh, God. They're going to score six seconds again, aren't they? That'd be crazy. That would be crazy. So, yeah, um, uh, you can follow our Twitter at capital T, capital S, Athletes. Facebook page is facebook.com slash thumbstickathletes. Uh, our website is www.thumbstickathletes.com. Our Google voicemail number is, I have it right here. I've got one of our business cards in my why folder. Why hasn't anybody called either? Didn't we demand yeah. that last week? Chase, come on, man. Anybody. Uh, 607-527-0547 is our Google voice number um you can email us directly at uh, thumbstickathletes at gmail.com uh if you're going to order anything from amazon once again please use our amazon window we would like to break even one of these months for for the <laughs> podcast uh we don't mind spending the money obviously but um we would like to break even that would be sweet yeah so because if if not tyler's gonna have to be let go sooner or later yeah we're gonna have to Please don't do that to me. <laughs> We're going to have to cut Actually, back. you know what? Please do that to me. We're going to have to cut back on staff. Yeah. <laughs> Free the unpaid un- staff. Unpaid staff. Well, you're using uh, bandwidth and electricity, Tyler. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm care. not. No, Eric is not. So, yeah. I mean, that's everything. Does anyone else have anything they'd like to add? I don't. I've got nothing. Okay, um, I'm going to be contributing more time to podcast stuff uh, now that I I don't I only have one job now. So, well, no, I have two jobs. I guess stay at home dad and golf course maintenance engineer. I think is if you want to get <laughs> if you want to get technical about it. You cut grass. So, yeah, I cut grass. Um, so so I do. I will have more time to devote to things for the for the podcast now. I, I really. A lot of times my, I wouldn't finish my planning. Um, I was able to do all my planning today, even though it was kind of smushed together because I did work on the studio earlier today. So, Which we appreciate. Yeah, I want to start doing like YouTube stuff eventually yeah. and expand expand our wings a little bit. So Expand our empire. Yeah. Expand the thumbstick athlete's empire. Empire of dirt. <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, uh, that'll do it for episode 42. I'm your host, Dan. I'm Eric. Will. Corey. Tyler, go ahead. And I'm Tyler. (laughs) Thanks for listening and get out of my basement. One, two, three, four.